This CKNW podcast for AIM Medical Imaging, home of AIM Medical Imaging full body MRI scanning. A family history of medical issues is nothing to ignore. Book a preventative screening at aimmedicalimaging.com. You're live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. Got lots of uh, great stuff to talk about on today's show. If you've been worried about security, and you always should be, and privacy on your, uh, your personal devices, whether that's a computer or even a smartphone or tablet, we're going to talk about a great way to simply manage it all with one really easy-to-use dashboard. Yes, uh, I think something like this is really important because when it comes to security, a lot of people think it's really complicated and you have to be a techie. But this dashboard that we're going to talk to the folks at AVG that they're offering for free can actually help you see what devices are protected and which ones are at risk for everything, including your kids. And I think the important thing, we're talking about smartphones and tablets as well, because people don't always think that they need to be concerned about privacy and security on those devices. You absolutely do, and you'll want to stay tuned later on in the show to find out how and, and why you should. We'll also be uh, talking about self-publishing. If you're a blogger or an author... Or a budding author. Or a budding author and want to actually publish your own material into like a physical format. We're going to be talking at the folks uh, at uh, Blurb. Yes. And uh, they'll uh, teach us how we can do that in a, a simple, simple way. We'll also uh, be hearing about App of the Week and uh, some of the news right now, uh, Andy. Some interesting stuff. Amazon uh, has released a, a little uh, TV box to compete against uh, the folks like uh, Roku, uh, Google Chromecast, and, of course, Apple TV. Yeah, we uh, kind of talked about this last week that there was rumors that Amazon was going to come up with their own streaming device, and they did. It's called the Amazon Fire TV, and basically it is what you would expect from Amazon, a streaming device, but that also you could um, buy and purchase content on. So, Mike, it's really similar to what they did with the, the Kindle and the Kindle Fire in terms of making a hardware device for you to consume content, and they're going to make their money by you purchasing that content and games on this new streaming device. So it's going to be competing in that big space right now. Streaming devices are... Very, very popular, and it's expected to grow, I think, 26% this year alone. So Amazon has put their foot into the game, and they're a now competitor with Google and Apple. Well, it's interesting. Um, you know, more and more people are looking at these alternatives uh, you know, to their, their cable and satellite. And, and it's funny. Everyone thinks that cable and satellite are, are doomed you know, in the next couple of years. That's not the case. If no. anything, you can see that uh, they're doing quite well still, but this obviously offers uh, you know, more choice for consumers uh, out there who maybe just want to be able to access uh, content on demand or internet channels. And it makes perfect sense when you think about it. Uh, a lot of people don't know that Amazon is trying to become just like Netflix. They have their prime service, and they're actually creating original content, just like Netflix is, to, to basically distribute to their prime members. So I know a lot of the Prime subscribers were disappointed that they don't get a discount for buying this new box, which is going to be retailing at about $99, very similar to, to the other offerings out there in terms of like Apple TV and such. But um, it, made a, it makes perfect sense because before you would have to use one of these other streaming boxes to consume Amazon content. Now they actually have the hardware for all their content. And another thing, Mike, and not people don't know this is that they're going to be offering games as well so minecraft i know your kids play this game is going to be available on this streaming box and you can of course buy more and more games and they'll be developing games for specifically for this streaming box well it is apparently going to be running uh, android or you know kind of a, an amazon flavor of it uh you know 
the game thing is going to be different than the others. I know, uh, like Roku, they've got a few games and stuff like that. Uh, but it seems like Amazon will be going heavier into the gaming side with this particular box. Uh, you'll be able to buy a separate game controller for it for, I think, around 39 39 bucks. Yeah. This is going to be only available in the U.S. to start, but uh, obviously will kind of spread out uh, from there. Uh, it's interesting. A lot of people are thinking, well, how are they going to be successful with this? But you got to really look at Amazon's reach. These guys are one of the biggest online e-commerce re- retailers in the world. They have a huge audience already of customers. This is just another way for these customers to access all the stuff you can buy on Amazon and, and the content, of course, uh, as well. It's like when they got into the whole tablet market with the, yep. the Kindle Fires, right? Yep. When that first came out, uh, a lot of people were thinking, well, how are these guys going to be successful with, with tablets? Well, overnight, they were one of the biggest tablet, you know, after Apple. And you, we have to understand, they're not getting into the hardware business to make money on the hardware itself. If anything, they might even take it at a loss, but they know as soon as you buy this device, they're going to start to learn your viewing habits, even your purchasing uh, habits as well. And it might be not too long in the future, Mike, where we could actually be shopping on streaming players, which is something that I don't think we can do right now unless you were going on a web browser. But Amazon is going to make it real easy, and they're going to study you very closely to see what kind of things you're watching, what kind of content you're consuming, and what kind of purchases or, or items you're purchasing online through Amazon. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting. They say out of the gate this thing's going to be an entertainment box. They're still trying to figure out the whole shopping experience with it, but obviously they'll figure that out. Oh, you know, you'll be yeah. logging into this thing with your Amazon ID. So if you're an Amazon customer, I can bet you dollars to donuts, you know, they'll be using that information to serve up all sorts of great offers and stuff. <laughs> I always find it funny when Amazon sends me an email and it's like they know the exact kind of stuff that oh, I like. You, you do not understand all the <laughs> algorithms and stuff going on in the background there to figure out like every single thing you look on on amazon.com. Yeah. It is amazing. Yeah. Like I will be getting those those emails. Oh, hey, you know, there's some new Nike running shoes. How did he know? Yeah. How did they know that I needed new running shoes? It's because they're studying everything you do online. Yes, and once they take that into the living room, they're going to even know more about us. And uh, they'll they'll take this uh, Fire TV at a, at a loss, provided that they know that they can understand you and then give you content that you would be willing to pay for. I like it. You know, there's more competition in the spaces. It's going to, you know, get the other guys to innovate even more. Exactly. It'll be a, a cool, cool thing. Uh Contest this week, Andy. We've got a fabulous content, something that you use all the time. We're giving a six-month subscription to RDO, the music streaming oh, service. I love RDO. Which is probably the best one out there. I'm always jealous, Mike. Whenever I go to your house, you have a RDO account and you have your full Sonos system playing. So you, you basically have access to any kind of music you could think of and you can play it all around your house. I have multiple subscriptions now because all my kids, that's all they use for music. Yeah. It's yeah. so weird for me because, you know – and you kind of remember the days uh, of physical media. Like yes. I grew up with records yeah. and then, oh my gosh, you know, cassette tapes. So those were amazing. Yeah. And then when CDs came out, I thought couldn't get better than that. But that, that world is disappearing. It's going completely digital over the next 10, 20 years. And especially on the subscription based services like the RDOs of the world, it's just a fantastic deal. When you really think about it, 10 bucks, 10 bucks a month. Yeah. And you have access to millions of songs. Pretty all much the hottest, everything. Yeah. Pretty, all the latest, hottest songs, playlists. It's just, it's such a better deal than, you know, when I was growing up. Like, if you want music, you had to buy 
like the physical CDs, and they were like 20 bucks at a time. One of my favorite things about uh, using RDO mic is the playlists that you can find. And people are curating and, and creating the, the best playlist ever. Like one of my favorite is called the Legitimately Cool 80s Playlist. <laughs> and it is just like every song I might you would have ever that on want. My, uh, I think you did because I think I showed you. You were yeah. like, what, what is this playlist you have? I know, but it's so cool too. Like if you like a particular artist on there, like say, you know, you're a big Elton John fan. Yes. You can basically. All his music's there, but you can also uh, do Elton John radio. Yeah. And what RDO will do for you is uh, mix in Elton John songs, of course, but also other types of music in that same kind of feel and, and genre. And really come up with some really cool playlists that you would never have listened to. Well, we just talked about how Amazon is using algorithms to study our purchasing habits. Well, RDO is also using that same type of algorithms to say, hey, people that listen to Elton John also listen to this. This is very similar. So it can understand what your musical tastes are. And for $10 a month, like you said, it's a fabulous subscription and it's worth every penny. And you can win that. Exactly. You can make can... the uh, Another quick news item here. Microsoft is getting into the whole... Uh, personal voice assistant on their phones as well uh, for their Windows Phone 8, yep. 8. 1. Uh On uh, iPhones, it's uh, Siri. Yep. Uh, Google has... Google Now. Google Now. Uh, Windows, the Microsoft phones and tablets, will have uh, Cortana. Yes. And, you know, you have to be kind of geeky or a gamer, but Cortana is actually a character uh, out of the very, very popular Halo uh, video games that uh, you can get for the Xbox. And uh, now they're going to be integrating that into the phones, and you can basically have Cortana help you find stuff. Yeah, it's really interesting. This Cortana was actually uh, just a kind of a pilot name for the a beta name for this service while they were building it, but it just kind of stuck with everybody, and they it really runs off of Bing. So. If Bing was the house, Cortana is like the red Corvette in the garage. It's basically... (laughs) (laughs) Are you still running Windows XP in your home or, more importantly, your business? We're going to find out the dangers because Windows XP support is ending. What can you do to migrate up to Windows 7 or Windows 8? You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. We're broadcasting live across Canada on the Chorus Radio Network. Want to talk about Windows XP. Official support is ending. It's been around for a long time, Andy. Over the 10 years, my favorite operating system of all time. The, the most stable operating system I've ever had the pleasure of using, it, but it's coming to an end. Got our good friend Chris online from Dell to talk about uh, what businesses should do about uh, migrating from Windows XP to something newer and better. Chris, uh, thanks for joining us on the show today. No problem at all. My pleasure. There are still millions of businesses and people out there, for that matter, that are running Windows XP. Uh, but with support ending now, what what would that mean for a business that still got Windows XP on a number of their machines? Sure. Actually, yeah, you are right. There, there are a lot of people still running XP. Yeah, apparently, the conversion rate right now is only at twenty seven percent, which means there's still seventy three percent of the machines out there still running XP. Um, XP is going end of support as of April 8th, so in a couple of days from now. And this presents security risks uh, and uh, and uh, support risks for customers for their critical data. So it is a definite, a definite problem for many customers that needs to be addressed. What are the security risks? The security risk is, is basically... Um, after April 8th, Microsoft will not be releasing security fixes or hot patches uh, or hot fixes or security patches for, uh, 
for Windows XP. So for people that are trying to hack into systems, so on and so forth, the, uh, the security patches will no longer be made available. And I guess that's the thing, like hackers are always trying to find new ways to hack into systems and operating uh, systems like, like Windows. So they're not going to stop continuing to try to hack, are they? Absolutely not. And that's, that's why I said for, for customers, this, this poses a huge challenge. And uh, being able to protect their corporate data is, is going to be key. So um, this, is, this is why customers are, are scrambling to get off of XP and moved on to Windows 7 or Windows 8, um, the, the next versions that are, that are already released. So, you know, Chris, uh, Dell, obviously, one of the, the, the big players out there when it comes to uh, computing and computing services. What are you recommending businesses do to get ready to migrate? Sure. The, um, the, the biggest challenge that customers are having in getting off of XP are the, the applications they're running. So customers have applications that have been developed to run for Windows XP, and these applications need to be validated that they'll work on the next version of the OS, whether it be Windows 7 or Windows 8. And that's been the biggest challenge for a lot of our customers is these mission-critical corporate applications that they have need to be able to run on the latest and greatest OS if they're going to migrate off of XP. And is this a, a difficult process? It is. I mean, it, it depends on the applications. A lot of the commercial available applications, um, the manufacturers of these applications have already been ahead of the curve and created Windows 7 or Windows 8 ready versions. So uh, on the commercially available applications, um, for the most part, manufacturers have taken care of that because this, this impending date has been known now for a long time. The challenge uh, happens on a lot of the custom applications that, that uh, customers might be running in their own environment. And it's dealing with those custom applications, either redeveloping them, recoding them, or replacing them, uh, which, is, which is a huge job and a huge expense. Chris, typically how long does it take for a business to migrate uh, away from XP? Typically, when we first started looking at XP migrations two, three years ago, we were we were typically seeing about an 18 to 24-month migration period to really do it right and plan things right from the start and get it going. As we started getting closer to the date, we started we started getting on more accelerated programs, and we saw customers doing it in 6 to 12 months. A lot of it comes down to how well they were managing their environment internally up to this point. If they're already in a well-managed environment, the migration process can be pretty pretty quick and pretty seamless. If their current environment isn't well-managed, um, then moving, moving off of XP becomes a, a much larger task. You know, it's a challenge because, you know, businesses obviously are, are always looking at costs, and they're looking at this, and this could be uh, a significant cost for them uh, to do this migration or, or upgrade, but I guess that has to be balanced with the, the risks of not doing it. Yeah, I think you just hit it on the head, right? There's, there's the cost of doing it, and then there's the cost of not doing it, which, um, which is probably a greater business risk to, uh, to, uh, to most customers. Are you finding uh, businesses, uh, is it more Windows 7, more Windows 8? It's a mix? Um, I'm finding the bulk of them are Windows 7 right now. The, the Windows 8 strategy is really for customers that are adopting more of a tablet and mobility strategy, and it depends where a customer is at in, in, in their, their mobility vision. Uh, are they going to a full-blown tablet strategy? Are they looking to incorporate tablet computers in their environment? If so, those customers are jumping right away to Windows 8. Um, for the customers that are still going with a, a basic 
you know, standalone laptop and desktop strategy. Windows 7 is where they're going. But a lot of the work that they're doing to get themselves to Windows 7, if, if done properly, is not lost for the next migration to Windows 8. The whole objective in, in, in getting off XP and moving to Windows 7 is to get yourself into a well-managed environment so that the next upgrade from Microsoft isn't as painful as this one. What are the advantages of using uh, a company like Dell to do it as opposed to trying to do it yourself? Sure. The, the advantages of using a, comp- a company like Dell is just the, uh, it's the track history and the record we have in doing this. We've been Microsoft's largest migration partner for the last two years, uh, migrating over a million PCs per year off of XP to Windows 7. Uh, we've been recognized by Microsoft as being their leading Windows XP migration partner. Um, so the, the advantage is we, we have the battle scars. We've, we've, we've done it, um, and we've, we've been through it for, for many customers, and we're able to manage the entire end-to-end process for them um, and foresee a lot of problems that might be coming down the road um, that, let's say, a customer who's doing this for the first time, they might not be able to anticipate some of the, the issues or hiccups that they're going to run into. And again, a lot of that has to do with, with the whole application process as well and, and being able to really try to anticipate the problems you're going to have and, and plan in advance to get them taken care of. Chris, I want to thank you so much for uh, filling us in on all this uh, information. Where can people go to find out more about uh, what you guys do? Sure. The uh, best place to go is, is the Dell website, uh, dell.com slash services. And um, right on that website, you would find all of our links to all of our services around XP migrations, our, our Microsoft practice. Um, everything you need to know is there. And, uh, and contact information to reach out to Dell as well would be, would be there. So I'd, that's the first place I'd go. Thanks again, Chris. My pleasure. That was Chris from Professional Services over at uh, Dell talking about uh, upgrading your computers over to something other than Windows XP. The uh, support for Windows XP is ending in the next few days. No more uh, updates and patches uh, for that operating system. So uh, obviously really important that uh, you look after your computer and uh, your business, for that matter, and all that information you have on there. Because if you don't, the hackers will look after (laughs) your information for you. So, you know, I can tell you right now, Mike, any hackers out there are gearing up to attack a lot of companies on the Windows XP, but the ones that aren't migrating to Windows 7 or Windows 8. We're going to have to take a break. When we come back, more uh, in the, uh, the tech world. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here in the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo with Andy Barrar here. We're broadcasting live across the Chorus Broadcast Radio Network in Canada. You can also listen to us online at getconnectedmedia.com. We've got all our radio shows up there if uh, you've ever missed them or want to hear them again. Talking about security again for your, uh, I guess, your uh, your whole life. <laughs> pretty pretty much. Your computing and smartphone life. Uh, we've got Tony Anscombe on the line from AVG. Thanks for joining us today, Tony. Hi, Mike and Andy. Uh, I want to talk about something uh, new you guys have announced, uh, AVG Zen. Can you tell our listeners what that's all about? Yeah, AVG Zen is, uh, is about managing all your digital devices and your data and looking after yourself. Uh, I mean, I don't know about your household, but I've got so many different devices around my house keeping track of all the security, performance, and privacy pieces of software installed on them. It's, uh, it's a growing concern and takes a lot of time. And, and so, so what, uh, what is it made up of? Well, so Zen is, a, Zen is a, um, a kind of dashboard, kind of administration utility that allows you to see all of the devices in one place. So I can create a Zen network, and uh, my Zen network can be 
all the devices in my house, so all my Android phones, my PCs, and etc. And I can see the status of all my security software and performance software on each of those devices, all in one place. Um, and they don't need to be even within my household. So I can look after uh, look after my mum, based uh, based back in the UK, and know that she's safe as well. Uh, and it gives me a a nice green circle for each device and each category within each device. So if you can imagine kind of a, a pictorial sort of square that says protection, privacy, performance, um, I get a green circle when everything's good. And, for example, if my son has turned off his firewall uh, on his PC to play some sort of game, then that circle will be red. And I can click on it, see what he's turned off, and I can uh, go address the issue, or I can uh, ring him up and turn and say, "Hey, sunshine, put the firewall back on." I've had a chance to look at the interface for this thing. It's like pretty cool. It's actually pretty simple as well in the in the layout. Well, we need our lives to be simple, don't we? Um, especially with all this technology around our house, and it's only going to get more complex, I think, as, as time goes on. Uh, so we built it from, yeah, user feedback. Uh, we engaged a lot with users to, to understand what they wanted to see. Uh, and as you said, I think it's a pretty simple interface, uh, and it works really well. Tony, we've had a chance to look at it, and it really looks like it's a, a service and offering that's catered towards parents to help manage, like you mentioned, all the household devices, whether it's your children, to your partners, or, uh, like you said, your, your, even your parents. Yeah, absolutely. I think in every household or, or with everybody with technology, there's always some go-to person somewhere. Um, you know, whether it's you as the go-to person or whether, you know, you're relying on somebody else. We all have that that responsibility somewhere along the line. And this is a tool for that go-to person so they can see everything all in one place and make life so much simpler. You know, we're talking about, obviously, security and protecting privacy for our, our devices. I think a lot of people have wrapped their head around, definitely you need this for laptops and desktop computers, but we're talking about tablets and smartphones now. Why do people have to be concerned about those? Well, the, the issues are, are very much the same. I mean, it's a connected device. So what, you know, whether you're doing uh, social media on a laptop or whether you're doing social media on a, on a tablet, you know, the privacy element of keeping your information and not oversharing is exactly the same. Um, you're on many tablets as well, certainly the Android tablets. Yeah, there are known threats um, for, for both malware, but yeah, for whatever tablet you're running, yeah, for example, phishing scams, yeah, that's a security risk, whatever. We're all susceptible to that, that SMS we click on or that email we click on that might take us to a page that's trying to steal our Twitter password or whatever it might be. Um, so we're all susceptible to that as well. Tony, um, you know, AVG has been around for a long time, and a lot of people are familiar with the, the antivirus offerings that you have for personal computers. And for a lot of people, when, when they think about antivirus, it's a no-brainer to have on their computers. But when it comes to their mobile devices, if you ask people, do you have any kind of antivirus on your mobile device, most people don't. Uh, do you find that as well? Because I, I've noticed that AVG's offerings are more towards the, the mobile universe rather than just typical PCs. Yeah, I mean, we have a range of products uh, for PCs mobile, uh, and mobile devices. And hopefully Zen will allow people to actually discover the different applications in a much simpler format as well. So, for example, if I, if I have a PC, which, as you, as you just said, everybody is aware of needing security on that, and I uh, implement Zen on that network and I can see my PC and all the elements that are there, it will also promote the fact that, oh, 
look, there are products for mobiles, and I can add a mobile device, and it will allow me to discover those products a bit simpler, not only just in the, uh, in the protection area, as you said, with AV, but also in the performance and privacy sectors as well, which is just as important. You know, users need to understand, yeah, that phone in your pocket actually is a mobile computer. Yeah, it's a connected device and uh, carries much the same risks as, as your PC does. How, how much is, is Zen to use? Zen is a free application. Um, and isn't that a great word? It's free. <laughs> free free is always is always good. It's music to my ears. Uh so this is something that they can they can download for their um uh their 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 devices and, and basically manage it all in, in essence. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh it's on the AVG website, so AVG.com slash Zen. Uh what you can find is uh there's a protection package and there's a performance package, so you can download either either of those. With a protection package you get uh, a lot of pro features turned on in the AV product uh, to start with. At the end of 30 days, those will switch off and you can become an AVG free user again uh, with, with AVG Zen installed as well. And uh, you can add in your other devices, discover the other products, you know, AVG Antipodrust for Android, AVG Cleaner, AVG Privacy Fix, and all those other good products out there. Um, and you can add those into your Zen network and see the status in real time. Very cool. Uh, thanks again for joining us, Tony. As always, uh, a, a pleasure, and uh, thanks for informing our listeners on uh, how to uh, be more secure and protect their privacy. I look forward to the next time, Mike and Andy. That was Tony Anscombe from AVG talking about the new AVG Zen. When we come back, we'll talk about self-publishing. Have you uh, always wanted to publish your own book? Well, we'll find out from the folks over at Blurb. Yes, it, uh, it's, it's great for especially bloggers and people who are posting content online. Why not make it into a book? So we're going to learn all about that just after the break. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo with Andy Barrar. We're broadcasting live across the Chorus Radio Network all across Canada. Of course, you can listen to us online as well at getconnectedmedia.com. All our radio shows are up there on a weekly basis, so you can uh, check in anytime. Have you been uh, dreaming of publishing your own work, be it blogs, books, short stories, what have you? We've got our, uh, our good friend on the line. Her name is Donna Boyer from Blurb. Thanks for joining us today, Donna. Thanks. It's a pleasure to be here. Can you give our listeners uh, a rundown of uh, what Blurb is uh, all about again? I'd be happy to. So here at Blurb, we fundamentally believe that everyone has a story to tell. So really to that end, we've built a publishing platform that allows anyone not just the talented few, but the talented many out there, to simply and easily design, publish, and sell beautiful bookstore-quality print and e-books. So you've, you guys have been on the, the radio show before. I wanted to have you back because there's such an interest in this, uh, this particular uh, type of uh, service. Uh, who, who are you going after specifically? You know, for us, one of the most fascinating things about my job are the authors out there who have interest in everything from roller derby to moth to teapots to weaving patterns. It's fascinating how many, the depth of expertise and the number of stories that are out there. So really, we've built the platform for all of those people and everyone in between. I've had a chance to... I've had a chance to look through some of the, uh, you know, the, the templates and software. It, it's not that difficult to actually do this yourself, is it? It's really not. In our new release that we just rolled out, I had my mom do it, if that says anything. <laughs> That's the ultimate test. Is that the litmus test? It's the ultimate test. We did the mom test across yeah. my team. 
It's really not that difficult. I'll leave it at that. So what are some new things that you guys have uh, brought in? With our new release that we just are rolling out, there's really three main things. The first is a brand new tool called BookWrite. And the goal of BookWrite is to have a purpose-built book design tool that makes it possible for anyone, literally anyone, to look like a book designer, even if you're not. Second, we've always enabled people to sell their books directly to their fans through our platform. We've opened it up further so that it's simple to sell your books on Amazon, too, and that gives people an opportunity to expand their audience. And then beyond that, we've added all sorts of print and ebook options, allowing you to just flexibly decide to do an ebook, a soft cover book, a super special edition, and we handle all the printing and fulfillment of that. So people can actually use this to make money. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we have authors who go all the way from really doing this as a career to authors who are just so excited that they found new people that share a very special interest with them. Talk about this uh, uh, offset printing. So offset printing is basically the traditional printing that has been done, you know, over time in the publishing industry. And that just means setting up a book file and having copies done in, you know, quantities, usually a minimum quantity of about 1,000. And offset printing allows people to much more cheaply uh, create a batch of books. A challenge with offset printing is you then have a 1,000 books in your garage or, you know, <laughs> it, they take up a lot of space. So we're also handling the fulfillment of those and warehousing so that, you have room to walk. So people can actually have the, the books that you guys print up stored with you. That's right. We store them, and we can place orders directly to the author, or as orders come in from your readers, we can ship directly to them. So you can ship directly to individual customers. They don't have to buy batches of books at a time. Exactly, which means that you're not running to the post office to, you know, with with to handle books going to your readers, that we do that for you as those sales take place. So, you know, obviously we talked about the physical side, but, I mean, you allow um, authors to uh, self-publish to the ebook format as well. We do. You know, in, particularly because we do photo-heavy books, there was a real technical challenge for us to make it possible to do both print and ebooks at the same time. So we want people to think about, people like my mom, to be able to think about, what story do they want to tell? How do they want to tell that story? And then with the push of a button, choose to publish that both in ebook and in print book. And, again, and there's all sorts of technical wizardry behind that, but really we've tried to make it as easy as pushing that button. Is, is that what it is, technical wizardry? <laughs> there's, there's technical wizardry. <laughs> um, you have a lot of uh, customization for the books that you create as well. We do, and we've just added more. Um, you know, what we find when we work with you know, people making family books all the way to authors is that making that book truly special is part of what makes Blurb unique. So you can customize the content in your book, and we make it very flexible to lay it out any way you want. But we've added options now to allow you to go from a hard, like a soft cover to an ebook to adding... Um, ribbons or embossing the cover to headbands and footbands to really make that book unique. And that's particularly important for people who are looking to do things like box sets or special editions 
or a very uh, customized commemorative book. And just so people you know, understand this, I mean, these are professional-looking books that you'd find in a, a bookstore. They are absolutely. They are coffee-table-worthy bookstore-quality books. I think I need to start doing this to make my millions. Well, you know, Mike, you like we always talk about people having so many photos, like on yeah. Facebook and such. Why not just make it into a coffee book? It makes so much more sense. More people are going to be able to look at those photos and just you know having it live up online in the clouds. I know, but I think of so yeah. many. I think of so many bloggers as well that have just punched out so much content. What a great opportunity to get all of those, uh, all that content to into a, a nice book format. I completely agree. I mean, one of the things that fascinates, fascinates me about this is there's so much content in the proverbial cloud right now, and it flows by all of us in, you know, in streams or feeds or blog posts. And the more digital our lives become, the more I fundamentally believe that having something that you can touch and feel and flip back and return to becomes not just important for your audience, but also emotionally important for for you, your family, your readers, it's a real thing that you can touch and return to over time. Where can people find out more information about Blurb? Blurb.com is the best way to find out all about us. That's pretty easy. Thanks again for joining us today, and uh, good luck with everything. Thanks so much for having me. That was Donna Boyer. She's the Chief Product Officer over at Blurb. You have to check this out. If you do any type of content, what a wonderful opportunity to get that into like a physical format whether you're wanting just to do all your photos your blogs or even if you're a budding author for short stories or or a full novel as well it's funny like writing a book was always on my to-do list now it looks like it's going to be really easy to check it off uh, because uh, you can do everything on blurb right off a, a web page when we come back we're going to find out the app of the week from our app girl christina stoyanova you're listening to get connected brought to you by london drugs here on the chorus radio network back after this you're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. The contest one more time. We're giving away a six-month subscription to Ardeo, the best online music streaming service out there right now. Go to our website, www.getconnectedmedia.com to enter and win. And, of course, we have some other contests that are still open, so you'll want to enter those while you're on our website. On the line right now, we've got our app girl with the app of the week, Christina Stoyanova. Thanks for joining us today, Christina. Thank you. What is the app of the week? Uh, so our app of the week this week is called Room Scan, and it's an iPhone-only app. Um, and if you've ever gone furniture shopping and had the experience of uh, having to stand around in your house with the tape measure and jot down all the measurements of your walls and your floor, um, this is the app for you because that is just going to be eliminated using this app. Basically, what you do is you walk around your room and you tap each of the walls, and it will actually generate a floor plan of your room, and it will actually put in the measurements as well and allow you to drag and drop the doors. Are you, are you kidding me? So does this actually work? It does work, actually. Um, it uses the GPS and the gyroscope inside your phone to calculate distances and determine the orientation of your walls, and then it'll just plot a little uh, floor plan for you. So, Christina, just to clarify, you take your smart your iPhone and you put it to the wall with the app open and you go to each wall with that and then it will generate a floor plan? That's right. And it actually has some voice commands and some on-screen prompts to actually walk you through this process so you it's easy. It's foolproof. This, this almost sounds magical. Like <laughs> It doesn't sound like this should work. 
It doesn't sound like it should work, but it really does, and it's shockingly accurate. It, uh, it's accurate, but um, up to six inches, there's a bit of a difference there. So if, if you're, you know, if you're wondering about just a couple of centimeters, then maybe you want to double check with a tape measure, but uh, for the most part, it's pretty accurate. And uh, is this a free app? There's a free app and there's a paid version. So the free version, you have to actually drag and drop your doors and it uh, it creates room floor plans. Whereas the paid version, which is $4.99 from the App Store, it will actually scan the doors for you so you don't have to drag and drop them. And you can actually connect rooms so you can create a floor plan of your entire home. I am totally going to try this when I go home because this sounds like incredible. You know, I actually have to do some uh, lay some uh, hardwood flooring, so I'm definitely going to try this out when it comes to measuring up the room. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Christina, thanks so much for uh, giving us the lowdown, and obviously that uh, is available at the App Store uh, from Apple. Yes, that's correct. Thank you, Christina Stoynova. For app of the week, that's actually cool. I'm gonna, I have to check that out. Yeah, that sounds almost too good to be true. So, us skeptic tech guys out there are gonna definitely have to try it. Well, it looks Checked like it out. <laughs> that's all the time we have left today. Mike and Andy logging off for Get Connected. I want to thank the entire Get Connected team for putting this show together. We'll see you again next week.